Thank you, Susan. And uh, again, good morning. It's good to be with you today. Uh, before COVID, uh, months ago, a, a class was learning uh, some American history, and uh, their teacher was teaching them some songs. She helped them memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, then she invited the, the parents of the uh, children to come to school for a short program, and, and all the children did remarkably well, except for one little guy who came up with some creative alternatives to some of the words. At the end of the pledge, he finished with these words, and to the republic for which it stands, one naked individual under God. Now, maybe he was thinking about Adam and Eve, I don't know, maybe mixed up Sunday school and and uh, school school, but uh, a logical mistake perhaps. He also made a, a bit of an error with a, a song that he was taught. Uh, the verse went, you know, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from a bulb. Um, it makes perfect sense to me, but uh, anyway, we get some creative alternatives from our young ones now and then. And I hope uh, that you are having a meaningful 4th of July weekend. Uh, today we are making our way through the middle of Matthew, which again focuses on the demands of discipleship. If you have read all of chapter 11, you know that the first part is pretty rough. It seems Jesus is having a really bad day, and he needs a vacation. Uh, he, he loses it. I mean, he, he really loses it, and he lets loose on those around him. It is not one of Jesus' shining moments. But then something surprising happens in the midst of all that mess. Uh, right, right after he gives a glimpse of his own fatigue and frustration, he offers some of the most beloved words we have ever heard. Come to me, all who are weary and who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burdens our light. So I think the natural question for us to consider this morning is what burdens are we carrying? What burdens are you carrying personally? I suspect we all have some right now and a lot of us have a fairly long list. Perhaps religion has become a burden for you. Uh, this may have been the burden that Jesus is describing. If you read on later in Matthew in chapter 23, he complains about the way the religious leaders are placing heavy burdens and expectations on the backs of the people. And he knows that religious practices can sometimes get reduced to a legalistic system of musts and oughts and shoulds. Uh, you probably know folks uh, who are still trying to get over the damage that has been done in the name of a burdensome religion. Some folks in church are offered way too much R&R, &R, and that is not rest and relaxation. Uh, that is rules and regulations. Some of us perhaps are carrying burdens we thought at first were going to be blessings. Uh, we may have the burden of financial stress, Right? You know, take 10 years of payments upon you, for my yoke is easy, says the salesperson. At times, I think we are victims of a revolt of our conveniences. We bought all this stuff to free us, to make life easy, to, 
unburden our lives. <laughs> How ironic it is that we spend so much time and money servicing our stuff. You've been through that a lot lately, haven't you, Daniel? <laughs> uh, we wait for the technician to arrive, therefore we are. Some of, of us have uh, other pretty heavy burdens as well, relationship issues, work or lack of it, money or lack of it, health challenges, significant losses. Do you have concerns about the community, the country, and the world right now? I saw a headline last week that made me laugh and almost cry at the same time. It read, the happiest place on earth is closed. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Disney World and Disneyland have been shut down. And Mickey Mouse loves to say, see you real soon. But eh, maybe this week in Florida, uh, probably not in California. And speaking of, of happy, polls indicate that Americans are not. We are the unhappiest we have been in 50 years. And if we think about what was going on 50 to 60 years ago, we remember another time when civil rights and justice were a great concern for our country. This year has been a rough one on the American psyche Around 50% confess to feeling alone and isolated. And, and most of the new surveys interviews were done before the senseless deaths that we have seen in far too many cities and which keep on happening week after week. And all of this has touched off nationwide protests and global conversations. They have added to the feelings of stress and loneliness uh, that we're, we're experiencing as Americans because we're already dealing with all this COVID mess. One woman confessed to being extremely anxious and depressed. She lost her job, had to move back in with family, and then her cat died, and then her father passed away, and then the pandemic hit. And she said, you know, it's been, it's been one thing after another, after another. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where this is going. I, I don't know what's going to happen. So, so where can we find some help? Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Sounds reassuring, right? It sounds, it sounds pretty good. It sounds comforting. But wait a minute, did Jesus say yoke? <laughs> a yoke is a, a work instrument helped to help oxen pull together, right? So Jesus says, are you burdened? Well, here, here, let me strap this four by four by eight across your shoulders <laughs> and see if that helps. You know, instead of an escape, Jesus offers some new equipment. And we think a burden, a yoke, this has to be a joke. Come on. But maybe it's a special kind of equipment. A scholar offers an enlightening description of Jesus' yoke. The word easy in Greek can mean well-fitting. 
And so the yoke was roughed out and carefully adjusted and then brought back and readjusted so that it would fit well and not give the beast a pain in the neck. And there's a legend that uh, is, has gone around that in, in the carpenter's shop in Nazareth, Jesus made the best ox yokes in Galilee. So when Jesus says, you know, my yoke is easy, he may have been using an illustration from all those years of working with his dad and working in the wood shop. He says to us, the life I give you is not meant to be a burden to bruise you. Your task, your mission in life has been tailor-made to fit you. Jesus offers us a chance to unburden, but it is not complete deliverance from accountability or responsibility. On this 4th of July weekend, when talk of freedom is in the air, some folks think that real freedom is the absence of responsibility. For some, it means that all constraints are gone. I, mean, I can do my thing without any regard to, to the effect it has on anybody else, right? And painful examples of the abuse of freedom have been seen in, in the crime and the destruction and the violence that we uh, have witnessed in too many places. Deep in our hearts, we know that that kind of freedom is faulty. It can lead to selfishness. It can lead to moral bankruptcy. It can lead to misery. And examples of whether to use our freedom or not abound on, on the federal and state and local level. Now, rules are made to protect public health and the common good. And so we're faced with these questions these days, to mask or not to mask, to distance or not to distance, to isolate or not to isolate, to, to open or not to open. Those are the questions. But folks, folks go ballistic. They go ballistic when talk of losing any of their liberties is suggested. You know, as, as people of faith, are we to use our liberty to do whatever we want? Or do we use it to choose compassion, to choose love, to choose justice? And in the midst of all of this, can we offer help and hope to each other along the way? Because we are linked. We are in this together. Jesus knows that the issue is not if we will be burdened. If we are alive, raise your hands if you qualify, if we are alive, we will be burdened. Amen? <laughs> you know, that's, that's part of the deal. But we have some freedom to choose the burdens that we will bear. Jesus offers this yoke which brings real meaning and purpose to our lives. And hopefully we will be yoked to him and to each other. We literally need to come together. We literally need to be pulling together. Uh, him says all of this real well. Make me a captive, Lord, and, and then I shall truly be free. So we are to have burdens worth bearing and yokes worth wearing. Now I know we may feel anxious 
and angry and just plain exhausted right now. But surveys also indicate that many people are feeling hopeful. They're feeling optimistic about the future. Some see these challenging times as an opportunity for, for progress, as an opportunity for meaningful change. I appreciate the perspective from Robert Love who says, the 4th of July is a time when we are urged to strike a balance between personal freedom and the health of our fellow Americans. July 4th is the midpoint of the year, the pivot upon which the seasons turn, the start of high summer. It is perhaps the most American of our American holidays. It is the celebration of our founders' boldness and bravery. In that steamy Philadelphia summer of 1776, they adopted unanimously the Declaration of Independence. And that document, that document presented to a curious world the best case ever made for humanity's inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He said, it is our nation's birth certificate. I had not thought about the Declaration of Independence in that way before, as our nation's birth certificate. But if it is our nation's birth certificate, then, then all of our names are on it, right? All our names are on it. If, if we yoke our faith and beliefs and the Declaration together, then all lives matter. And, and all have a right to life, liberty, and, and the pursuit of happiness. And that line in that song I mentioned earlier is also a prayer for God's light to, to guide us, for, for God's light to really reveal the truth to us. And we have come to see in that light that, that we are not well, that we are unhealthy. And the imperfect storms of COVID and unemployment and isolation have given so many more people time to, to reflect and to think and to ponder. And we've come to realize that too many things are just not right. More folks have had more time for meaningful conversations, for sustained protests. More folks know that we have fallen short when it comes to racism. There has been, I think, a progressive revelation during these past months, a progressive awakening about this issue in particular. And so because all lives matter, black lives really do matter. And, and this is a primary focus right now, and there's so much more work to be done, but we're, we're starting to see some things happen. And of course, there are others. Because all lives matter, Hispanic lives matter. Because all lives matter, LGBTQ plus lives matter. Because all lives matter, Asian and Indian and Native American lives matter. Because all lives matter, young and old lives matter. Because all lives matter, women's lives matter. Because all lives matter, white lives matter. Because all lives matter. Lives matter, 
Children's lives matter because all lives matter. Men's lives matter because all lives matter. Broken lives matter because God so loved, because God so loved the world, all people, all lives matter. When I think about this, and I think, wow, you know, this is sounding a lot like Acts 2 again, right? That long list, everybody gets included. It's, it's the truth. This is the power. This is the power of the Pentecost effect. Because everyone matters. Read Acts 2 again if you don't believe me. I'm not making this stuff up. Everyone matters. And we're all called to work together for everyone's inalienable right. Friends, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what, what kind of burdens you are bearing today. But Jesus wants you to be free. Free to be the person God created you to be. Free to, to say yes or no. Freedom to be who you are. No matter what other people in the world have to say about it, we are invited to take up the plans and the purposes of God. This, this is true freedom. This is freedom to know without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, to know that we are loved and that we have the ability to share God's love with others. Friends, there's really good news for us today. <laughs> There's really good news today. The yoke of Jesus and the spirit of our living, liberating God rests upon us. Thanks be to God. Amen.